We meet today in Proverbs chapter 28. In this chapter, we have wonderful sayings concerning faith, piety, integrity, charity, humility, industry, and fidelity. We also have sayings that come as warnings against oppression, usury, iniquity, hypocrisy, pride, violence, covetousness, bribery, and flattery. Here is Proverbs 28, verse 1 to verse 3. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes. But by a man of understanding and knowledge, right will be prolonged. A poor man who oppresses the poor is like a driving rain which leaves no food. Indeed, these are wonderful sayings and they certainly speak of the values that must be cherished by any child of God. Very useful for a child of God, very useful particularly for young people, but even for non-believers as well. You see, my friend, the fear of the perpetual sinner functions without interruptions. Fear plagues his every step. Yet, the righteous are emboldened, if you like, by the consciousness that behind them is the Lord as their rearguard. In fact, that promise was given in Numbers 32, verse 23. So God is their rearguard behind them, and he is also before them, providing his mercy, according to Psalm 23, verse 6. You see, a clear conscience is a prerequisite for confident living and spiritual boldness. Sin, regardless of the viewpoint of men toward it, always put a man into a state of continual fear and self-condemnation. That is what will happen. The wicked will flee when no one pursues. They say there is a psychological term that is used. It's called a guilty complex. The wicked always have a guilty complex. By the way, we all have a guilty complex. It is as much a part of us as our right arm. No one can get rid of a guilty complex just by wishful thinking. That won't happen. Many people will try to do that. Even psychologists can only shift the guilty complex from one place to another, but they cannot eliminate it. The only thing that can eliminate the guilty complex is when one goes to the Lord and he knows he is forgiven. The guilty complex can only be removed after the forgiveness of sin, and that genuine forgiveness comes only when we place our faith in the one who redeemed us, who paid for the penalty for our sins. The righteous are bold as a lion. How can someone become righteous? Only through faith in Jesus Christ. If a man is not guilt, he can stand up and speak out. If his own mind is free from guilt, he is not afraid of the thoughts and the minds of the other people. And that is what we need when we are forgiven. One who increases his possessions by usury and extortion gathers it for him who will pity the poor. Proverbs 28 verse 8. 
Now the Hebrew words for usury and extortion okay in Leviticus 25 verse 35 to 37. They actually translated usury and interest in God's principles which govern transactions between the Israelites. All such transactions were strictly forbidden. One who unscrupulously takes advantage of the poor will lose the use of his unsanctioned gain. Wealth gained by unjust usury will not be kept permanently, for God has forbidden such practices. The true son of the covenant was to be liberal with the poor and lend for nothing. Those who violate this injunction will see their possessions taken from them and given to those who are concerned about the poor. And that principle is there even in First Samuel 15 verse 28, Luke 19 verse 24. How we ought to even practice this because we are children of God. We are the sons of the new covenant, sons of the new testament. One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Proverbs 28 verse 9. Now, this psalm is an interesting one. If one turns his ear away from hearing the law, his prayer is an abomination. In other words, God will not hear that person. Turning your ear away from the law. Now, the law here means the word of God. It includes everything that had been written up to the time of Solomon, the Pentateuch, Joshua, Judges, and many of the Psalms. Now, the thing that God is saying here is so important. If you want God to hear your prayer, you must hear him first. He has made it very clear that he does not listen to the prayer of the godless man. First Peter 3 verse 12 says, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Here in Proverbs, it says that the prayer is actually an abomination to God. And my friend, when God speaks of an abomination, he speaks of something that he has a revulsion. He is almost, if you want to put in the human terms, almost led to a point of wanting to vomit. He loathes the prayer of someone who is not hearing God's word. An evil person who has not turned away from his sin. Someone who has not repented and come to God for cleansing. My friend, it is a waste of time for you to pray to God unless you are born again. Be a child of God first, and then you can come to God and pray. You know, he will then be delighted to only answer your prayers. But if you are an unbeliever, you are an abomination. And a continued abomination before the presence of God will cause him to do something. What will that be? It will be judgment. Whoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he himself will fall into his own pit. But the blameless will inherit good. Proverbs 28 verse 10. You see, the evil way is the way of sin into which the upright are betrayed with ruinous consequences. 
Those who deliberately turn the righteous into these parts incur the judgment of the Lord God, Yahweh. And Yahweh pledges himself to cast these men into the pits that they have dug for another. And that promise is in, in Numbers 31, verse 15 and verse 16. Many people have even put traps for other people and only to experience that their very traps have come upon them. An unjust system, an unjust government system, or even an unjust law will only work when those who put it in order for them to take an advantage are in power. What will happen when they have gone out of power? The same laws which they had enacted, they will find that they have become traps to them. This is a law of God that is operative in this world. You can find this again and again as you go through the word of God. We have the example of David. By his sin, he brought scandal into his own family and his own home. Whatever sin you commit, that it will find you out. For whatsoever you sow, that also you shall reap. The rich man is wise in his own eyes. But the poor who has understanding searches him out. Proverbs 28 verse 11. Actually, we have seen this saying before. The rich man is wise in his own eyes. The rich are often filled with pride. But the poor man sees through him. And actually knowing his weaknesses easily outstrips him in the struggle for true prosperity. True prosperity which is riches in Christ according to First Corinthians 1 verse 26 to verse 28. When the righteous triumph, all the people rejoice. In contrast, when the evil rule, men must hide themselves to ensure their safety. Amos 5 Verse 13 talks about this. Riches will minister to pride and conceit or vain glory. They seem to go along together, my friend. You hear of rich people giving testimonies sometimes at banquets, especially at prominent banquets. You hear that the great men of this world give their testimonies at the president's prayer breakfast, for example, at the members of parliament's breakfast. Did you ever hear of them reaching down and asking some poor little Christian to give his testimony? In fact, a poor Christian who actually is having a wonderful experience of God's provision and work in their life will be ignored. Notice what God says. The rich man is wise in his own eyes, but the poor who has understanding searches him out. You see, that poor man, poor in his world's goods, but rich in faith, can listen to the testimony of a rich person, and they can know that that testimony is empty, for it lacks reality. Even if it is real, it will often lack the ring of discernment and understanding of spiritual things, because all the boasting is only centered around the great achievements that the person would have made. This is a very practical proverb and one that is often overlooked by men. He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. 
Proverbs 28 verse 13. My friend, covering your sin, just making it your own thing and never coming to God to confess it, that will be the source of your downfall. That will be the source of your downfall. David even confessed to say, when I kept silent, then I was not happy. When I kept my sin within me, even my own bones began to melt. You will not prosper. This is a great proverb, but it seems a common practice today for Christians to try to cover their sins. You will find that in the average church, there is a band of silence wrapped over the cancer of sin. People don't like to talk about sin. In fact, they don't admit that sin exists. They like to think they are very good. But we are told here, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. The conditions laid by God for us to have mercy is when we confess our sins. And we have the New Testament version of this in First John 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, this does not refer to public confession of sin, my friend. Get this right. Confession is between you and the Lord, and sin should be dealt with in that manner. Trying to appear sinless before your little group of friends is a big mistake. If you confess and forsake your sin, you shall have mercy. And that is a wonderful promise we have in God's word. And God is not a man that he should lie. He is not a son of man that he should repent. He will fulfill what he promised in his word. Happy is the man who is always reverend. But he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Proverbs 28 verse 14. Now this is what it means to walk in the fear of the Lord. Remember that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It means that our hearts are open toward God all the time. It is the opposite of he who hardens his heart. The man who fears God is one who is listening to God. He is one who is trying to walk in a way that is pleasing to God. He is walking in humility before the Lord. He walks in recognition of his weakness and his utter dependence upon God. Do you recognize your utter dependence upon God, my friend? This is the meaning of the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor. But he who hurts covetousness will prolong his days. Proverbs 28 verse 16. Now, Christianity is often said to be a religion of love, which it is. However, following Christ also involves a measure of hurt, hurting the things that offend God and hurt people, such as covetousness. To some, hurt may seem like too strong a word. Yet that is precisely the term that the scripture uses to describe the attitude godly people should have towards certain behaviors. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. Have you developed a strong aversion to covetousness, my friend? Ecclesiastes says there is a time to hurt, according to chapter 3, verse 8 of Ecclesiastes. Proverbs 
provides insight as to when that time has come. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. A man burdened with bloodshed will flee into a pit. Let no one help him. Proverbs 28 verse 17 Now a man is consciously guilty of having committed a horrible crime. That man must bear a fearful load on his conscience. Often it will finally drive him to suicide. There are many cases like that today. The prime example of this in the Bible is Judas Iscariot, who was driven to suicide because of the awful, dastardly crime which he had committed. Sometimes the person who is already in prison for another crime will confess the unresolved crime that the police are still working on. Why does he do that? Because the crime is on the mind and heart of the guilty one. There is no escape from it. God has made us that way as a means of bringing us back to himself. When the burden of sin is too much on your heart and you experience it, you know it, no one has to tell you. Just go to God and confess your sin. You will be relieved. To show partiality is not good. Because for a piece of bread, a man will transgress. Proverbs 28 verse 21. Now the piece of bread is a bribe which buys the favor of a judge who, though a man of position and influence, is willing to abuse his power to further his own ends. Now, habits of diligence are also reinforced by the blessings of God. The prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 is a type of the man who follows after vain persons. He was quickly reduced to poverty and through repentance he found his way back to the riches of fellowship with his father. The faithful man will receive the Lord's blessing. The man who abandons principles in quick pursuits of riches will find himself under the judgment of God. The man who keeps faith with biblical principles will prosper and those who abandon these principles will wind up selling their souls for a piece of bread. Whoever robs his father or his mother and says it is no transgression, the same is companion to a destroyer. Proverbs 28 verse 24. Now this is another one. Someone robbing almost relegating their duties towards their parents, saying it's not a problem because maybe I am serving the Lord. The Lord God Jesus talked about it. A young person may think, I am going to inherit what my dad owns, so I will just take a little of it now. God says that is a crime. The Lord Jesus rebuked the religious rulers of his days, because they taught that as soon as a person had said to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, he thereby consecrated all to God and was freed from using it for his parents. This Jesus declared to be contradictory to the commandment of God. You see, it is so easy because of a relationship to deny support or to take something that does not belong to us. 
That is what our Lord condemned in Matthew 15 and Mark 7. He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many cases. Proverbs 28 verse 27. Giving to the poor is persistently commended by Solomon. Those who cover their eyes to ignore the sight of the teeming millions in poverty cannot enjoy the blessings of God. The poor seem to be left in this world as a constant test of the reality of man's commitment to the Lord God Yahweh. When the wicked arise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. Proverbs 28 verse 28 Righteous men must hide themselves when the lawless rise to power, for they are ever the object of hatred to these people. You see, when a lawless person, a wicked person comes to power, they do not like righteous ones. So what happens? People will hide, especially those who were waiting for righteousness. They now know that their enemy is there and also the enemy is after them. When an unrighteous person or when the unrighteous are overthrown or have moved away from power, the righteous visibly increase because of the climate that is created by the absence of plunder and lawless practices. Now, I trust that you take these proverbs seriously and apply them to life. I've never regretted applying this wisdom. They are worth the searching out. The dividends are valuable both for this life and the life to come. May God bless you and even increase many of his blessings and his wisdom to you so you can walk in this life in the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. And the fear of the Lord is to depart from wickedness. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send an email to info at twrafrica.org. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. Let me repeat that email address for you. Info at twrafrica.org